Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Parent Lamed Zion, Pasuk Tesvav, and you will recall the first part of Parent Lamed Zion was that beautiful prophecy of the Atzmos Yeveshot, the dry bones that assured B'nai Yisrael of the uh, validity and the implementation of Tzchias HaMesim, and that the time would come in the Messianic day where the, so, the bodies in the, of the people of Israel who had been scattered and decimated and humiliated would come to life again. We saw that through that Nevoah. And we said that this part of this parrot, the part of the Yatsamos, are read in um, Shabbos Chalamot of Pesach, uh, because most Mephorshim think that Tzchias HaMesim will occur during Pesach. Now we're going to have a second equally beautiful Nevoah, this on also what has been a terrible tragedy for B'nai Yisrael, specifically the cessation of the nationhood of Israel when 10 of the tribes of the northern tribes seceded under Yeruvam ben Nevat. And as we're going to see, this was what sent Israel into a spiral a tragic spiral of Avodah Zorah. Uh, and now the Navi is saying, the Kodesh Baruch was telling the Navi, we will bring together Yehuda, the Yisrael. And appropriately enough, this part of the parrot is read on Shabbos Vayigash, when Yehuda, Yosef, and all the brothers reconcile. So let's begin with a little historical background. And that is that after Melech Shlomo reigns, his son, after his death, Rechavam, takes the reins of the entire uh, B'nai Yisrael. To say that Rechavam was not the man his father was is a uh, understatement. But he was a disaster. He lacked any leadership ability. He lacked any compassion. And before long, a major part of the nation rebelled. And instead, they broke off with Yeruvam ben Nevat as the king of the ten tribes to the north. Yeruvam, arguably, was one of the worst kings ever probably anywhere, and was considered a terrible sinner, so much so the Gemara tells us that Yeruvam ben Nevat is beyond tshuva and is beyond any kind of redemption. What did he do? He was fascinated by idolatry, by Avodah Zorah, and what he did was implement it, follow it. Politically, he made one strategic move, realizing that if the people are going to want to go back to Yerushalayim during the Shlosh Regalim, and that will bring back all the old nostalgia and love for the Beis HaMikdash 
and all the temple, etc. And so what he did was create two replicas in solid gold of the Egel Hazaha. One he put in the middle of the country in Beisel, and one he put in the northernmost province, Dun, and told the people, this is what you can worship. It's, what do you need, the tircha, the trouble of going all the way to Yerushalayim on foot three times a year? That this way you have these will be the gods. He established the city of Shechem as an alternative um, to the temple in Yerushalayim. And it plummeted the nation into Avodah Zorah. What he did was to pacify people. He appointed Kohanim from any tribe you wanted. It became a patronage job. So the Kohanim could come from any tribe. And naturally, all the Kohanim left, and the real Kohanim, and went to Yerushalayim. So he was a disaster that they literally never recovered from. There were 20 kings after Yeruvah and Nevat. They ruled for a total, I think, of 210 years. Everyone was a, a, a non-entity, if not evil. There was Nodah, Basha, Ella, Omri. Omri had a son, Achav, who was almost as bad as Yeruvah. But the rest are just total non-entities who continue this terrible cycle of Avodah Zorah until eventually, after 210 years of these 10 tribes rule, Sancheriv came, and in his policy of Mevalbel Ha'amim, where he scattered the 10 tribes throughout his empire, theoretically, arguably, we've never heard from them again, the 10 tribes. Now, Yechezkel is being told that he will be the vehicle for reuniting and reconstructing a united nation of Israel with the ten tribes. So that's where we're going to pick up on test echad. Take a branch, and write for Judah and children of Israel, his colleagues, now take a second branch and write on it, Leosef Eitz Ephraim. The ten tribes were referred to as Ephraim because Yeruvah ben Nevat was um, from the tribe of Ephraim. So write Yosef Eitz Ephraim, the Chobes Yisrael Chaver of all his colleagues, the Korav Osam Echad, and press them together as one. And the Mephorshim say, press them with such strength that um, they will come together and be, as uh, Rashi says, the other Mephorshim say that miraculously it will become one, one united branch. So the question asked uh, is, why do you need two branches for this muscle? In other words, if you're taking, we recall, you do an act, and nobody does an act, and the people inquire, why are you doing this? And from there springs the lesson of what the Navi is trying to teach. Why two? Why not do it all on one branch? And the unfortunate said, that's exactly the point. 
that there are differences between Israel and Yehuda. There are differences between the tribes. And for most part, those differences are good. If it's all under the Degel Hashem, there's nothing. Fine, let them have the differences. They will be molded into one. So, that's what the Navi does. It becomes one. It becomes as one single branch in your hands. Interesting now, when your people say to you, what are you doing? What does this mean, the two branches? Interesting because you will recall that they could never get the people to listen to Yechezkel. Now they're coming to him with absolute respect, saying, will you tell us what you mean by this mushal? Because now everything is prophesied has come true. So now there is a very hard-won respect for Yechezkel, and they're coming to him to tell them, what does it mean? Zaber Elohim says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Koamar Hashem Elohim Hinei Ani Lokeach Es Eitz Yosef Asher Biyad Ephraim V'Shivte Yisrael Chaverov V'Nasati Yosem Olav Es Eitz Yehuda. I'm grafting onto it the branch of Yehuda. V'Asisem La Eitz Echad V'Hoyu Echad Biyadi. They will be one, one united nation in my hand. And this is why you write this in front of them. And say to them, I am taking my children Israel out of the nations that they have been spread out the I will take them from all around the and I will return them to their land. And as Rashi says, That will end it. And when he says I will bring them back, I mean the ten tribes as well. Continues the Navi. I will make them one nation, in the mountains of Israel. There will be one king. They will no longer be two separate entities. They will not be divided in, no longer into two separate regimes. And I will remove the Avodah Zorah that has become so ingrained in them. Their abominations, their sins. I will save them from all those sinful places they dwell, where they sin there. I will purify them. They will be a nation for me. I will be their God. My servant David will rule on them. 
there will be one shepherd there will be a complete removal of the terrible Avodazar that was their death warrant um, the children of Israel. I will return them to the land I gave my servant Yaakov. And the question is, why Yaakov? What about Avram Yitzchak? And the answer is, Avram and Yitzchak, Avram, remember, had Yishmael, Yitzchak had Esau. That's exactly what we don't want here. So Yaakov is the spirit under which they will return. They will dwell their children and grandchildren in eternity. But David Avdi Nasi. Now we're saying, and David will be the prince Lahem Olam. So which is it? Is David the king? Is David the prince? If so, which David? Is it David Hamelech, David ben Yishai, or is it a different David? Uh, says uh, the Malbim, Mavtiach lahem ki shloshad varimiyem ahamidim laolam. Nachalas ha'ores, shalzeh yeshuvu aleha, for eternity, and that Malchus David will always be there, and that the covenant between me and David lo yitzah, will not end. But originally, it might be, same as a different David, the David, of course, of the Judaic line, but not David HaMelech that we know. And then it will morph at the right time, David HaMelech himself will take over the rule eternally. And we have the promise. We have the promise that the Malchus David will never be taken away from David for eternity. Uh, and therefore, says the Yodu HaGoyim, and now the Goyim will know the miracle that I have created by restoring the unification of Yisrael and Yehuda. Ki Hashem, Mekadesh Yisrael, I am sanctifying Israel. Biyos mikdashi besocham olam. That's a promise. My mikdash will be in their midst for eternity. And so we see how marvelously appropriate it is to read this in Vayigash as a maftir, the same sedra where the brothers are reunited with Yehuda, Yosef, Binyamin, Ephraim, etc. And this time the promise is this will not be temporary, this will be la'olam. Now we're going to get into one of the most climactic prokim, because there are two of them in our Jewish history, one that has raised questions, that is puzzling, but there are answers as well. Emir Tashem, Monday morning, 8.45, Gov Umago, the climactic battle of the universe. You will not want to miss it. Shabbat Shalom, Adkan.